0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at JewishPodcast.org. That was because somebody kept asking me to put the ear in the front. So, Marcus Tokos Touch and I and Gimel. Now you know. Okay, 5773. It works out well. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says that it seems that the Torah does not spend so much time on Yitzchak Avinu. You know. I mean, Avram I Avinu mean, gets all the parshas, right? He gets bayera, everything about Avram Avinu, you know, right? I'm sorry. No, not this one. The next one. Don't worry. There's another one, right? He says that. And no, no. But this is a real fainting. I will faint at the end of the last one. Don't worry. So that's that. But Yaakov Avinu, you know, he already gets once you get through the end of Toldos. There's by by Yaakov's all over the place. But Yitzchak barely gets told us. Barely gets told us. I mean, he's part of the partial a little bit. We basically have a story about him with the Be'eros, and then that's it. We really don't have anything else about him. We have the Be'eros, the wells with Abimelech, and then we're done. We have nothing about Yitzchak, so when Yaakov asks, why in the world, even though Yitzchak lived for 180 years, which was longer than Abram, longer than Yaakov, why is he spoken about less than the other two? Now, the funny thing is that even the Rambam, when he goes to an Hilkos of Zara, he explains what Avram Vinu did, and how he went against everybody went against Against the grain, and he started getting gay, and everything like that. Yakov you know, what he was able to accomplish and sit and teach Torah all day and everything. And Yitzchak, nothing. All he mentioned about Yitzchak is that, and Yitzchak gave them authority, Yakov. That's all he writes about Yitzchak We have nothing else about Yitzchak. Why is that? I'm sorry? He's blind, you not he? He's blind. That already is. No, Yitzchak was like basically <coughs> almost. But she never left there to stroll. It was an introvert. <laughs> so an introvert. but like I am just going to tell you went around and did things. Let's explain. Let's explain. Before, before anything comes out that we probably didn't want to say. <laughs> I, mean now, I know what you meant. I know what you meant. But still, hey, you're back. Welcome back. Anyway, but why is that? Why do we know so little about you? Why do we know so little? This is an amazing, amazing idea. He was <laughs> basically going to be most or nothing. us true. So what was his job? Avraham Avinu, we all know, represented Chesed, right? And we think that the way to represent Chesed means you give your food to everyone, you invite people over, you help them understand what God is all about. Like, that's what we think, that Avraham Avinu stands for that, and that everything he did revolves around his need of Chesed, and that. Now, that may be true, but it's completely missing the point. When his guests would comment on his hard work and say, wow, thank you so much for doing everything you did for us, and everything like that, he would simply explain that this is an example of how to serve Hashem. I'm just emulating what God does. God asks and he acts his way toward me he does all these things to me this is what he basically does and if that's it he was just showing him that if you want to follow in the footsteps of God this is what you have to do it wasn't about doing kindness because that makes me feel good about myself it wasn't about doing kindness for kindness's sake that's not what it was it was an example an emulation of what God stood for and what God meant to everybody else that's the idea behind that now if this is the method of finding God within this world of knowing that he is nice to us and we're going to get great things because and everything like that, then what we, have to, and what we have to understand is the following. Everybody understands that type of concept. Everybody wants to follow a God who is kind and helps people and does stuff like that. Now, Yaakov, you know, had the same type of method, but a little bit different. His method was, he based his avoda on learning Torah, finding the truth, searching for the absolute truth. And people understand that as well. People hear that and they say, I also am looking for the truth. I'd also like to know what the absolute truth is. People understand that sort of a thing. It makes sense not to lie, not to, and follow the path of Emmet. God would likely do just that. That's the idea behind God. And therefore, Yaakov also had Telmedim. Abram had to meet him that wanted to follow in the ways of Chathed. Yaakov you know, had Telmedim that understood that you're supposed to look for the absolute truth, look for the Emmet, and that made a lot of sense. Yitzchak. Yitzchak was totally different. What was his avoda? His avoda revolved around Midas din, which meant you have to live your life according to strict guidelines, boundaries of what you can and what you can't do. Do not deviate even one iota from what I told you. That's what Yitzhak's life was all about. It was not about being extra and doing going beyond the ordinary. That's not what it was about. It was Midas Adin. What does God want God want from me? There's no way to compromise with such a dara. It's just do this and stop it. There's nothing else to talk about. That's that. There's no innovation. There's nothing else. In this method, one must literally be willing to sacrifice his entire life for anything that God wants. If you want something and God says no, you have to immediately say, you're right, I'm not going to do it. That's immediately what you're going to have to say. You have to become a korban, so to speak, to a karish baruch, and that's exactly what Yitzchak was. He was the korban ola, and he understood that that's his shot in life, and when people asked him, he said, this is what God wants from you. This is the avoda, that God doesn't deviate one iota from how he runs the world. He runs the world in the way that he wants it and we should not deviate from anything that we do it has to be exactly that does doesn't to do no you're right but go going listening while Yitzhak is only and there's a different aspect of looking at life with a outlook in which God is only out to please God wants to help God wants to be your friend so to speak versus the outlook of God just wants you to do exactly this and nothing else that would be the idea behind it it's just this there's nothing else behind yeah, it we always talk about Yitzchak being the old, uh, sacrifice which may, which may be the case but Avram Avinu was willing to give up his life too they all were all no question that mysterious nephish is true by everybody that Avram Avinu was willing to throw himself in a fire that's 100% true but that may have been the test of Avram Avinu that Avram was so into chesed so into kindness so into giving that sacrificing his kid would be the greatest test of all time well by Yitzchak this is part of his essence in his being being a Corbin is not a test to Yitzchak's resolve. So that's exactly what you expected of a person so like that So they the homer then that Avram's yeah, but it was a question of a path. When people saw Yitzchak and they saw what he was all about and they saw what he was, they couldn't they understood, they said, like I guess so, I, you're no, you're right, that is a path that you could do, but I can't follow that. There were no followers to such a derek, A Derek like Chesed or a Derek like MS that they could follow. A Derek like this, which is just do this, don't deviate. People can't do that. We have to we have to be innovative. We gotta do our own thing. For example, Abi told them Rahurainu re'inu ki'ahayah shemimach. Abi told them we see clearly that God is with you. Doesn't mean we're going to follow you. Doesn't mean we're going to have anything to do with you. Doesn't mean anything like that. But we can see that you're special. We can see that you have a you make a tremendous Kiddush Hashem, but we can't follow in your footsteps. These mitos were all ingrained inside every Jew. You have an innate want or a desire to do chasset. You have an innate desire to search for the MS, to look for the truth, no matter where you're going to find it. To find that intellectual truth, so to speak. And Yitzchak gave within the prototype of every Jew and some type of nature that we have, even though it wasn't popular at the time and it didn't attract the masses or anything, Yitzchak gave us a strength and a desire to be most our lives al Kiddush Hashem. In order to make a Kiddush Hashem, we're willing to do anything and do exactly what we're told to do and that's that. That was the idea of what Yitzchak gave us and we may not even realize it but it's there within us. We w- we're willing to sacrifice our lives for something right, for something that's good, for something that the Torah tells us. That's an idea of what Yitzchak gave us but it was a derech that was very hard to understand and a derech that many people could not choose for themselves. Okay, yeah, that's number one. Everyone always asks, what was it that Yitzhak saw in Esau? What did he see in Esau that he decided he wanted to give him the brachos? How could he give a bracha to such a person who was so evil? That Such a person that, that, that clearly was doing the wrong things. Esau at the time was 63. 63 altogether. Yitzchak, give or take, was around 122, 123 at the time, right? If 127 was with Sarai, who passed away, he did this five years earlier. 122 would make the most likely when Yitzchak was. I don't so, know it, was five, it was Rashi, Rashi tells us it was five years before it. So it was, But you can tell the years very easily. That Yaakov was 63 when he got the brachos. He was 77 after he left Yeshiva Shem to He was altogether 84 when he got married the first time. Then he got stayed there for. We we know he got married a week later, and then he stayed there. For another altogether seven plus six years, 13 years altogether. Why didn't you say you were 77? Because the so was much so maybe you were 77 I got Rashi has a, I mean, that's, that's a straight out Rashi at the end of Rashi It says it straight out while we go going through years of Yishmael It goes through it. He says, he says everything. it will be years of Yishmael in order to figure out exactly how old Yaakov was when this all happened. That's when we know that there were 15 when Aphrodite died. Right? It goes all through it. it goes through every single person to be able to get down to this itself. how mm-hmm. old yeah. The only issue was those fourteen years. Yeah, yeah. So what did he see? What did he see? Says the kedusha's lady. A tzaddik only desires to be miloni Meaning, what it means is, is you want to bring about more kedusha into the world, to raise about the kedusha in the world, and to bring about those sparks of kedusha wherever you can find them through your governing, through your learning. That's what every tzaddik wants to do. Kitzayibefiz. That Esav had this kitzayibefiz. Obviously, the obvious answer is that he used to put food in Yitzhak Avinu's mouth. You think Yitzhak was like sitting there waiting for the good food and that that it's a big clash of what do you want with the Ma'Taman. Well you, just, you know with this guy who just had a desire for food and aside from that that'll tell us that people that are blind don't have a real desire for food. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I've never asked anybody who is blind whether or not that's true, but I would assume that Khazal mean that there's something missing, that there's a Tom missing from something from something so it's true. It's just, just a question of that how that to that understand that it that exactly. Obviously most the blind is like it, absolutely no idea. Absolutely no idea. But so regardless, uh-huh. Sayyid Bithiv does not mean just that. It does not mean referring to that. It refers to that Esav had the ability, through his mouth, to make other things kadosh. He could daven, he could learn, he had an ability to make things kadosh that were not there before that. Yitzchak saw that this person Esav had such an ability of kedusha because there was kedusha within him. He looked at him and he saw the sparks of the, the following neshamos that were hidden within Esav that came out later on. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Meir, Shmaya, Avtalim, children that later on became the great tannaim of our generation. Part of the miz of our generation, Rebbe Meir to Rebbe Yekiba, of Tanya before Hillel, all these people that were tremendously conscious, those neshamos were there by the times of Asaph. Yitzchak saw them, and every time he looked at them, he saw that Asaph had the ability to bring these neshamos out. He had the ability to allow these neshamos to be utilized correctly. If he did it the right way, he could be an amazing person. That's why his head was buried in Mars Machpelah. We're not talking about a stomach guy. We're talking about a guy whose head got to be buried with all the apples and the emotes. That's who we're talking about in and Chava. That's amazing. Nobody he gets to just be buried inside because there was kedusha within Esav and the truth is that obviously Yitzchak was 100% aware from the Meish Law of the deeds of Esav and his wife Esav and his wives they were evil people they worshipped the Bodhazarah he knew that he realized but he wasn't sure what Hashem thought about his two sons granted right now Yaakov is the biggest sadic and Esav is not a sadic Esav is definitely doing things that, things that are wrong but which one is going to be the most cautious if Esav utilizes his power correctly he can take the Tumah that he's done Turn it into Kedusha. Create an, a being of Kedusha. And he can be already a Kiva. All he has to do is a just start. As soon as he starts, he could be like a Dover He could just do it and start. And if he does it, he's going to be the greatest. So that's what it means by he was blind. Yes, he was blind in a physical way. But it meant that there was a koshek in front. There was like a darkness. He couldn't see. He could not realize. He could not see which one was the right person to go to. Is, Yitz, is Yaakov the right person? Or is Esav the right person? And he looked back and he said, it must be that Esav has more more kedusha than, Yitz- than, than, than Yaakov does. For some reason he saw that within him and thus it was there. Why did he have this block? Why, how could Yitzhak have this block? Like it That's another question. And I, I, I can't answer all the questions like in one, in one share but I do have share them from the past where I've gone through the concept of why everything had to be Biskatio as it's called. Everything had to be hidden from, Yitz- from, from Yitzhak in which he, did, he could not know about it. So it is a concept but it's not for right now. The whole life of Yaakov was about Biskatio for everything to be hidden. So, we're, 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 I, I can't go to that now, but it's in order to fool the Sultan in some way, shape or form, in order to get the Mashiach. That's the idea behind it. But says the Ishtar, he was so shocked when Esau came back so quickly. how did you come back so quick? Because the shot is to be an Esau and to be metakian and to bring about these sweet foods that you need in order to make become this Kadosh. And he saw and he smelled the ramp of Ganeda, There's no way you could have come back this quickly. He said, Esau, I know that you're still, you were evil a day ago. In order to become as kadosh as you are now, something had to have happened. What happened? How is it possible that you came back so quickly, Yeso? There's no way for you to come back this quickly. But he understood there's always a chance for him to become kadosh. He always understood that that was a possibility. Now the Gan Rava says, this is an unbelievable Gan There were really three brachos that were given over to Yaakov. I know it sounds strange, but if you look through the Parsha, the parsha it seems very obvious that he gave him three brachos altogether. It says, Ba'igash it says, Yaakov we felt him right listen his voice sounds like Yaakov his hands are like kiro. he did not recognize because his hands were like the hands of Esau his brother that hair all over them the goat hair that he brought of them and he gave him a brother and then he said are you my son Esau and he said I am I am who I am let me eat a little bit, etc., etc. And then it says, "By by by And he gave him the real bracha. And that's my What was the first bracha? What was that first bracha? He didn't recognize him. He gave him a bracha, and then he said, "Are you my son, Yisov? Why would you give him a bracha if you didn't know who he was yet?" If you weren't positive with him, why would you do that? Says the Ganrava an unbelievable answer. I've had this question for years, but I've never seen an answer for it. What was the shopping behind did? Yitzchak wasn't so sure. So he did a test. He gave him a fake bracha. A fake bracha. A false bracha. To see what he would do. After he finished with the bracha, he turned to him and said, Alright, now tell me seriously. Are you Asaph? Are you Asaph? Just just tell me. And what did Yahu say back? Yahu understood that that was just a test. This wasn't the real bracha. He did not yet get the real bracha. He said, Ani, I am who I am. I am who I'm supposed to be. And he understood it. Once Yitzhak heard that, he said, okay, he didn't get fooled by this. Now it must be, it really is Asaph, because otherwise he would have been fooled. He if he was just going for a brahma, that was it, he got his brahma that would be it he would be running out right now because Esau might come in at any time so he'd be running out must be it's the real thing when he said Ani then he gave him the full bracha of the real one but then there's a third all the way toward the end of the Parsha Yitzchak called over Yitzchak called Yitzchak Yitzchak called Yitzchak by Yitzhakko Yaakov, Yitzhakko Yaakov, Yitzhakko Yaakov, and by So. And He blessed them He blessed them again a third time. And then He says He should bless you. He should give you you a tremendous amount of nations. He gives them the brachos. What, what's going on here? He got brachos. He got two. Why does He need a third brachos? The Kedushan Sulebi says there's a difference between these brachos and the brachos before. The brachos given before were never meant to be Olam Chazetikah brachos. Brachos for this world. The brachos that he gave were special brachos. Ruchniyestikah brachos. Brachos for Olam Haba. That Yaakov would be zokh to have the purpose of the world within his system. He would be the actual purpose of the world. That's what he was going to be for. That was his bracha. That was the original bracha that was given over here. That was the original bracha. Then after Asaph came along and he said, "Come on, you got to give me a bracha also." Yitzchak you know, said, "What well, can I give? There's no real bracha to give you." So Esav said, "So give me a bracha from Olam Don't give me an Olam Haba Give me an Olam I don't need a bracha from Olam Give me from Olam Thank <laughs> you. So Yitzchak gave him a bracha of Olam Hazai, a real Olam Hazai and then he was worried. I gave Yaakov Olam Haba. I just gave Esau Olam Hazai. So what's, Yitzhak, what's Yaakov going to do when he needs something in this world? So he said, another bracha over here for something in this world. That's the concept. Now, how do we know such a thing? Where, where do we get this from? Says the Kedusha Slevi an unbelievable thing over here. He says, that when it says, it says, El Shaddai Yivarei that HaKadosh bless you, but the idea is the following. It says, the Arizal tells us that the name of Yud. does not exist within this world it doesn't come with us in Gullahs yud Hey period. Does not come with this in goes. All we have in this Gulls is the Vav and the hay of the same yud Hey vav We only have that Vav and the hay and that's that. The Vav and the hay have some connection to tumor, Some connection in which the Chitzone have an ability to grab onto. But yud Hey they have no sheikhs. They can't get anything to. I don't know what that means fully. But the vav Hey they have a sheikhs too. The Yud and the hey, they have nothing to do with. In the future, Hashem will destroy the Sultan and all his cronies, all the shadim, all the mazik, and all the demons, everything out there, everything will be gone. And all you'll be left with is yud and instead of vav okay, it'll turn into another yud That's by yomahu yihiyeh The yud k vav will become yihiyeh yud hey yud that's the concept of what's going to be. That's what we're trying to say. So when he said at the end of the brachos, when he realized what he had just given Yaakov and that Esav was the wrong person, Esav was the other guy, he said Gam Baruch yihye. This bracha will be in the future. At a time where there's Yud Hey Yud Hey. then his bracha will apply. So what he was trying to tell Esau is, don't worry. Gam baruch the bracha that I gave him is going to be in the future. It's not going to apply in Olu It's not going to be Shaykh to Olu That's what you have to understand. But for now he needs something so you give him a small bracha before he left. And and that's the idea of You should go ahead and take the Brachios of Avarandino, and that will be for you. But the real Brachios are your. Yudhe. Yeah, that's okay. that. Uh, okay, we have one last thing to go through. This is Rabiakou Kamenovsky, and I told you before, I, I was ready to faint when, when I heard this Rabiakou Kamenovsky. I've never heard anything like it before in my life. I've been through a lot of li- li- these types of sparring, but Rubiakov never heard anything like it. I can't believe that somebody can say such a thing. But it's amazing, because it really is a caution in of itself. We all know that Yitzchak gave advice to Ya to Aesop, right? What advice did he give him? And there was advice given to him how to live his life. How to live his life. So let's look at the Brahma. From the facts of the land, that will be your dwelling place. And you'll have the dew of the shlime up above. You'll have the dew up above, the fat of the land down below, you'll have everything. And you'll live by your sword. However, you'll have to serve your brother. So although you'll live by the sword, you'll be able to conquer and you'll be be able to be a warrior, you'll always have to live by your brother. So that wasn't the advice. The advice wasn't to live by your sword. The fact is, you will live by your sword and you'll have to serve your brother, so you're not going to get much out of it. However, when, says when Yaakov goes down, when they stop. Keeping the mitzvos. When B'nai Yisrael stop doing what they're supposed to be doing, then, te You're going to throw off the yoke of the Jews from upon your neck. Says the Midrash Rabba right here in this parsha. you know what you should do, Ezeb? I'm giving you advice now. Whenever the Jews are not doing the right things, make gezeros upon them. Make a shmad upon them. Make them so that they can't do any mitzvahs. And if you do that, then you're going to rule over them then you're going to be able to rule over them. And Chazal say at the end of that Midrash, because of that, we never wanted Yitzchak as an Av. We never wanted Yitzchak as an Av. The Midrash says, we've kicked Yitzchak of out. We said, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that to us? Yitzchak just sold us out completely to Yitzchak. He sold this out. He said, I'll tell you, Asaph, if they go down, then don't worry. You'll have a way of getting them. You just have to make a bunch of gazeros, make it harder for the Jews, and then everything will be good for you. Why would you say that to him? And it's exactly what Asaph did. Asaph made every gazero in the book. They did everything they could to destroy the Jews. So why would you give that advice in the first place? What makes it even stranger is another gemara. There's a gemara that's mentioned in Shabbos, Pesach, in which HaKadosh Barba wants to destroy the Jews. It does not give a time. It says, "Tumus Chutavos, the elbows are gone. He said, there, so Al-Kaddish Barakul went to the elders and said, I want to destroy the Jews. He went to Avram you know, and said, I want to destroy the Jews. Avram you know, said, go ahead and do it. Start all over. That's what Avram said. You know, says. He goes to Yaakov, you know, I want to destroy the Jews. Go ahead and do it, says Yaakov. Your children have sinned. Go ahead and do it. He goes to Yitzhakim, you know, Yitzhakim you know, goes up to Al-Kaddish and he says, Al-Kaddish is a famous, famous gemara. He says, the kaddish Barakul, how many years does a normal person live? 70 years altogether. 35 years of it, he's sleeping. Paul was we suffer 12 hours a day, huh? But either way, 35 years of it, he's sleeping, so knock out those 35 years, 35 years left. Some of it, you're young, some of it, you're too old, some of it, you can't do this, there's this and that and the other. He knocks it down and he says, there's about 15 years left. Paul Goliath, Paul Goliath, I'll take half of that as my punishment. You take half it and you forgive it. And in the end, the Jews won't be destroyed. The Jews won't be destroyed. And Harkash Pako, all of a sudden, we look at Israel and said, oh, you're our father. I don't understand, to amonish, to, 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 like, totally opposite Medrashim, where Yitzhakim is the only father who saved us, and Avram we're not willing to do anything at all, and there's another Medrash, where know is the guy who it, 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 to, I, I, destroyed us, totally destroyed us, allowed the non-Jews of the world, for those people from ancient Medrashim, to totally destroy us, and gave them advice what to do. What's happening here? What is this My focus. So here we go. There is a strange halwafa regarding Kiddush Hashem the Ramban in Hilkos is Torah Perek Hei Halacha Ale says that it's a mitzvah al kol base Yisrael now that's weird thing number one normally when you want to say a mitzvah you should have said an every man woman and child that's what they usually say an anashim anashim that's what you normally say in something like that or a either way but say al kol base Yisrael is a weird way of putting it al kol base Yisrael that's a mitzvah everybody is mitzuvin al kiddush Hashem of Yaakov, it should have said, Kirish B'Kidosh Hashem. Okay? The proper should have been their Chayob in the mitzvah of Kirish Hashem. But they're saying the mitzuvin al They're commanded to allow a kid, to make a kirish Hashem. What does that mean? So he makes those two come and he takes it to the following level. There's a difference between kirish Hashem making a kirish Hashem and every other mitzvah in the world. Everything else. Every other mitzvah in the world. The way to do the mitzvah is you get up and you just do it. And no matter what happens after that, you did the mitzvah. You get up in the morning, you put on your filling. You just got your mitzvah. Get up in the morning, you put on your tzitzis, you put on your talus. You got the mitzvah. It's there. There's nothing else to do. There's nothing else like afterward, like, "Uh uh-oh, did I? No, that's it. As soon as I put it on, the mitzvah is accomplished, I'm done. Same thing with kriyashma, same thing with davening, same thing with everything we do. During our day, you just do a mitzvah. You get up, you do it, you're done. Kiddush Hashem is totally different. It has nothing to do with what you did. It's what the results of your actions were. You could have done what you thought was the greatest thing in the world. But if in the end it caused a Chilu Hashem, then what you come out with is a Chilu Hashem. But I did something so great. I understand. But at the end, it's a Chilu Hashem. For example, I, you know what, we don't need to give examples. I think everybody understands that when there are zealots out there, people that are zealous to do the Word of God, sometimes they do it in a way that's that is not fully understood by other people. There's doing the Word of God. I'm doing what God wants me to do but you're doing it in a way that causes a kiddush Hashem, then in the end, regardless of the fact that you, you, you did a mitzvah, you caused a kiddush Hashem to come from your actions. That's the idea. It's caused from your actions, but it doesn't happen once you have your actions. So do with a If you do something extremely terrible, you owe, modest, you wanted to do the worst of error in the world, but in the end, you caused the kiddush Hashem from what you did, that's a kiddush Hashem. But you had no intentions to do a mitzvah. None. You had absolutely no intentions to do a mitzvah. But you caused the Kiddush Hashem. That Kiddush Hashem remains. And you get the mitzvah of Kiddush Shem, even though you didn't mean to do anything at all. Here's what he says. And it's just it's unbelievable. Now you can understand why Sisra. Fitzra- Sancherev and Haman were all Zoka to have descendants kids who ended up becoming learners Talmide HaKhamim and great men in Klai each one of them Sisra the general who fought against Devora; Sancherev who fought up against Chizkiah and Haman who obviously fought against Mordecai and Esther all three of them were zocher descendants that were unbelievable Talmide HaKhamim in Klai unbelievable Talmide HaKhamim in Klai each one of them for what reason what do they do because the Pshad is is that they may have tried to destroy us. But in the end, they failed. They may have even, maybe, started to kill people. But in the end, they failed. And through their acts, unbelievable Kiddush Hashem were made. Through Haman, we have a Chag of Purim Everything happened through Haman. Through Sisra. Sisra is weird, but it's a Shira Devora. We have the Shira of Devora anabiyah through Semcherev, there was the possibility of having Mashiach. Had Chizkiyot done it correctly, Mashiach would have come from that act from Semcherev, after Semcherev was done. That's how great Semcherev was, so to speak. He could have caused Mashiach to come from him. It's unbelievable. So each one of them were killed before they got their full reward in this world. Semcherev, Sitzra and Haman were killed before they got their full reward. Here They got a little bit of reward. So in the future, although they themselves may be in Gehenna, That could be, I have no idea. But their kids have a schuss to come into Yisrael. A Shem happened through them, therefore they have kids that became Kadosh through them. Unbelievable. Yeah. I saw a midrash once that said that um, when Nebuchadnezzar died, to literally, now. <laughs> but Nebuchadnezzar himself was almost rewarded. to the Gemara. He was almost rewarded with the exact same idea that they said, let's bring, the Malacham said, let's bring children from Nebuchadnezzar and make them into Gehrim. Nebuchadnezzar's kids, Nebuchadnezzar who destroyed the basement and killed hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Jews, they said, let's make Nebuchadnezzar's children, let's make them as Gehrim. The same idea. He caused such a Kiddush Hashem that there was gullus bubble, the Jews kept up, and eventually, good happened to him. Let's do it for him. But the Malcolm refused to let that happen. Malcolm said, absolutely not. Why? Because he destroyed the basement, killed so many Jews, there's a point where you got to say no. point where no matter what kind of a kiddush Hashem could possibly come from this, no matter what you can get out of it, it's, he went too far. And by Nebuchadnezzar, he went too far. So he was allowed to live a long, fulfilling life and receive everything here in order to get nothing through him or his descendants. In the future, there is nothing left from him. That's a different one. Yeah. A oh, different one. So when he died, he was sent to the seventh level we had the mm-hmm. worst level. Abaddon. Uh, the yeah. yeah. And so he gets no, there, then. and he's seated next to uh, okay. Tom okay. Yeah. and so some said to him, you didn't learn your lesson not to mess with the God of the Jews? So that shows that fair is also the so, yeah. So it could very well be. I I will agree it's with that. No, the they themselves get it, it. the descendants and everything there, and that's what ends up happening. <laughs> Listen to this. It says <laughs> Once you get that piece <laughs> so down. And by the way, I, I, I'm only taking this to yeah. another level. I I don't he's mean he's to say Lieutenant. this. Lieutenant. 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 It was Aradhan who was a Jew. In the, in the, in the a Jew. He did chuva It was Aradhan himself did chuva according to the yeah. and Kingdom. So the, he himself came, and his children were Jewish. It's It's not Nebuchadnezzar. He's the one who executed many, many Jews. He's the one who executed the plan. He's the, the one who the actual plan. He destroyed destroy the base of Mictush, but he killed many Jews. that's what it was. Now, I'm going to add this on, but with sensitivity, okay? Obviously, for anybody who was involved in the Holocaust, it's not there. But who knows if Hitler and Maksimov is not on that same level as well he did not see his plan go into full fruition which means he did not live out all of his titles of Olohaza in this world the way Nebuchadnezzar saw everything he was the king of the world Nebuchadnezzar Hitler never saw it that way so who knows if there is a descendant that comes from him somehow who is allowed to come to cause I know if it's a mullick it's a different story altogether but the concept the concept is absolutely remarkable I but again has to be said with sensitivity not to be able to say I know like, that, don't you know worry that is a, a convert a, a what? A, Hitler it hit, I don't know if it's the assignment on a kid. But no, a <laughs> German descended, yeah. named Hitler. From him? I don't know. I mean, that's a bit of a kasha. It's a bit of a kasha. Okay. Well, it's or not a kasha. Kasha. But regardless, it's, it's an, the idea, the concept, just take this concept and use it. You'll see it's, it's the most unbelievable thing in the world. Hitler, him, him himself, for sure even, yet, for, without a question. But regarding, is there a source to give to a sense? Look at what Hitler caused. He literally changed the surah of Pahal He changed us completely. No, I, the way that Europe was is one thing, but we're totally different of the amount of yeshivas, the amount of learning, the amount of everything that we have nowadays. is completely different from the way the world works. Who knows? Okay, Again, like you can't go into yeah, stuff like that's this. Not something, I know, I yeah, I know. I, that, who knows what would have been without it? I, I don't know. I, obviously, you can't tell such things. But, and that's not for us. But it's just it, the idea, the idea, the concept to be used. But now you can understand Yitzhak's plan. Yitzhak Avinu had a plan. Never think that Yitzhak Avinu went into this without anything. He knew that Yaakov's descendants would be able to stand up to the decrees made by Esau. He understood that. And they would become even greater people because of it. We grow... Because of what happens right now, Rabbi Mendelovitch is speaking. A uh, refusenik in Russia. He's speaking right now somewhere else. But uh, we heard him this morning at Skokie The most unbelievable story. Unbelievable what it's like being in a Russian prison and having... And he'd know nothing about Judaism. How would he know anything? He barely had a sitter, barely had a club. He knew nothing about Judaism. And yet he knew he's a Jew. He's willing to kill himself to be a Jew. He's willing to do anything to be a Jew. There's nobody like that. Sometimes when we're in ghosts, the worst punishments that were given to us allowed us to make the greatest Kid think about that that can be the greatest Kiddush Hashem Yitzhak Avinu knew that and there will be times where Yaakov kids needed the push Yaakov descendants would need the little push so he told Esau I have an idea for you it's going to work out for both of you go and make Gezeros and Shmodos on Klai so when you see them going down and not doing what they're supposed to do make Gezeros make Shmodos and in that way the Jews will end up doing chuba and you'll end up having descendants that join them. That's the only way you can be part of Klal so. That's the only way it's really going to work. He knew that the Kiddush Hashem that Esau would have caused would not be what what on Isa's mind. And Esau was saying like, "Well, I want to make a Kiddush Hashem. What do I care about a Kiddush Hashem right now?" He understood that. So in the end, he knew they wouldn't choose this, and he said, "All right, fine. You're going to be like Nebuchadnezzar and I'll reward you in this world." And he blessed them with Mishmani Arutz, and that's that. But he gave him the choice. If you do this, Esau, if you cause this to happen. And if you make a Kiddush Hashem by making Zeroth and shmuggles and making a Kiddush Hashem afterward, then I guarantee you, Esav, you will have kids that end up joining Kala Yisrael. You have, new, you have in you Shmaya, Abtalion, Reb Meir, Rabbi Akiva, and so many others, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other Gerem, Gerem that are Tzadikim, Gerem that are unbelievable people within your system. Esav, all you have to do is create a Kiddush Hashem and they can all come out. Any Kiddush Hashem you make and that kiddusha can come forth. So the truth is, all the pains we've had in goals from the decrees of Esau stem from the advice given to him by Yitzchak. So However, this advice also caused us to become greater. So at the same vein that we look at Yitzchak and we say, why did you do this? We look back and we say, we realize that you're the one who allowed us to become closer to God. We look at him and we say, it's through your decrees Yitzchak, through your decision Yitzchak, that made us as great as we are and did not allow us to become complacent and live as we are. It's the Xerus and the shmados that make us a nation, not not that we want it, hopefully we do it on our own, but it makes us into a nation. That's what I said, that's the most unbelievable thing I've heard in my life. The, the, the putting it all together, the idea of Yitzhak being one way and then the other, tells us he had a dual plan going on here. So very quickly, the summary, Yitzchak is so mysterious, why is he different from everybody else that we don't know much about him, and that's because his path could not be understood by people, wasn't taken well by people. Number two, Yitzhak's awareness and yet, suffic about Esau, his awareness of who Esau was, and yet his suffic about what to do, was he still greater than Yaakov because of his potential? Number three, the three brachos of Yaakov, and why he needed all three. The first brachos to trick him, so to speak. The second brachos of Olam Havah, and the third brachos of Olam Havah, and we went to Yiyah. And then making a Kiddush Hashem by any nation will cause tremendous things to happen. If we make that Kiddush Hashem, that's an unbelievable thing. And that was the reason why Yitzhak suggested this in the first place. We'll stop with that, guys.